Mecha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a good morning and jamaabak to each and every one of our listeners tuned in today on the 11th of Ramadan 1437 corresponding with the 17th of June 2016 on our Sikha program this morning we have the eminent Sheikh uh, Kashif Daman um, in studio with us alhamdulillah um, we'll give you a little bit of a biography on Sheikh a little bit later but Sheikh is speaking on the benefits uh, the health benefits of Ramadan inshallah Sheikh assalamu alaikum and a warm welcome wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah well I must admit that uh, you know I'm, I'm very humble to be with Sheikh in studio we've been together on Hajj subhanallah we we've been together growing up as well um you know knowing our parents um, <laughs> <laughs> scolding us at times and things like that but um, you know what that that was um growing up subhanallah we um you know you were still the the, the child of the neighborhood alhamdulillah you know alhamdulillah Aisha you're the only one that pronounced my surname correctly <laughs> <laughs> Yes, alhamdulillah. Sheikh Kashif, you know, um, yes, indeed, to Aunt Imalia, it's a moment uh, for you to feel proud that you have a son, subhanAllah, with such caliber as well as your late father, Malak Ranti, Janatul Firtos, inshallah. To our listeners, yes, indeed, so we're going into our segment speaking about the health benefits of Ramadan. And as we all know, you know, Sheikh loves running the marathon, so he's a, a fitness fanatic as well, karate and all. So <laughs> there's lots. So, yeah, you know, not just speaking about it, but being a true example of mm. living that life. In fact, my, my mission statement, or like, rather say the, the slogan of this Ramadan is, uh, don't say it, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Because what, what we have a tendency that I pick up in society is that people are very fond of telling people what they should be doing, yes. but they're not doing, doing it themselves. And it is actually coming from the verse of the Quran where Allah says, Ya iwalayna amanu lima taquluna ma la taf'aloon kabura maqatan inda Allahi an taqulu ma la taf'aloon. Allah says, Oh, you who believe, why do you say things that you don't do? So I've said to, to my masajids and where I make Jum'ah in classes that we're going to just do it. You understand? And get done with it, inshallah. Sheikh, you are currently the imam at the um, palm tree masjid. I'm the khatib there, inshallah. The khatib, mashallah. Yeah. Yeah. I just must rectify that because the imam of the masjid is Imam Anwar Kamali, inshallah. Oh, mashallah. Inshallah. inshallah. Yeah, so we're in the palm tree mosque in town, inshallah. But I do Jumat at various other mosques. Like today I'll be in uh, in, uh, in Tafel Sakh, inshallah. Inshallah. Sheikh, when we speak about the health benefits of the month of Ramadan, and I think everybody wants to know, um, and people might be, might be saying that, you know, in the first week of Ramadan, I feel so sick because I haven't done fasting or, you know, <laughs> um, in quite a while. Headaches. <laughs> Headaches, yeah. Headaches. Yeah, they, they, they call it uh, the detox, you understand? Normally, if a person goes to detox, Auntie Aisha, then the, the natural thing, the first thing that happens is that you get start getting headaches because your body is getting rid of all the toxins in the body, inshallah. So that is normally caused to that. But in prophetically, it has been mentioned, our Nabi Sallam says, Tasumu tasihu. You understand? Um, uh, if you fast, you will feel more healthier. And that's not only restricted to the month of Ramadan, but any fasting through the year. If you fast, So in your body normally, normally, inshallah, become healthier. And what it allows actually is your body organs to take a break, you know, because it's like a machine that works. Whenever food comes into the stomach, it works immediately. Uh, you know, it doesn't yes. decide unless it packs up and it can't work anymore. Then it says, okay, now you must remove whatever organ is not working. But um, the moment you fast, then all those organs that is normally functioning, your kidneys, and you take a break, it rests. 
Even the word samayasumu means to take a break and to take a rest, you understand? So it gives you a rest, inshallah, to recover from all the months of work before that. So that when you, inshallah, after Ramadan, then you have a, a very rested out body, inshallah. So there's a lot of health benefits in, in terms of fasting. Uh, we just mentioned one now. It is in, we said it, um, it, it's a detox. Yes. You understand? It detox the body. Uh, one of the people made a study. In fact, um, there was a heavy study made on, on the health benefits of Ramadan by various doctors, not only Muslim doctors. And, and one, of them say, one of them says that um, it even helps with the digestive system because now it, 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 it can recoup, you know, since the body recoups and it, it functions better after that. And one of them also says that if a person has, has an addiction, the best manner of getting rid of an addiction is by fasting. Subhanallah. You understand? Uh, and, and, and it's proven, you know, uh, many smokers, when I speak to them, they say, I can't smoke as often or as much as I smoke in the other times during the month of Ramadan. And therefore, some of them may tendency to drop smoking through the whole month because it, it doesn't gel with them nicely, you understand? So if they can keep on for another month after it, they might get rid of the habit totally, inshallah. I mean, I mean, inshallah. <laughs> but, but, but those are the benefits of the month of Ramadan. Um, according to prophetic practices or sunnah uh, sayings, they say it also calms the body. And so when you say calming the body, it means you, you are more subservient, you are more relaxed. And I hope to believe it is, inshallah, because sometimes <laughs> <laughs> people are more on the edge sometimes when they're, they're angry. They say an angry man is an angry man, but I hope it's not so, inshallah. But in the month of Ramadan, technically, because you, 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 you are eating less, right, and then you also sacrifice more other things. And I always say this, the month of Ramadan is a month of sacrifices. And therefore, uh, when Allah speaks about sacrifices, Allah says that the things that you must sacrifice is the things that you love the most. SubhanAllah. You understand? And I spoke about that Friday last week and I said, and the moment you start sacrificing those things, which means, for example, me, I'm, I'm enjoying running, you understand? So if, if I sacrifice my running to the mother, now I have more time. And for what? You know, and for the Quran. And because now the Quran is now recited more often, not that some people don't recite outside Ramadan, but because you have more time to recite, the Quran takes more effect on your life and spiritually get ignited and switched on. And once you have that, inshallah, then you are control of your emotions. And that is what the problem is. You know, people that suffer from of depression and stuff like that, the Quran is the best medicine for those things. You understand? And, and we ask Allah to grant us the tawfiq and the ability, inshallah, to be able to, to practice and, and, and cling on to those things. I mean, inshallah. Sheikh, you mentioned, you know, running. And, and yeah, particularly people would say that, you know, you have these people with restless legs mm. that, ca that can't stop running. They must do it, even if mm. it's during the month mm. of Ramadan. Or they do it for goodwill as mm. well, subhanallah. Mm. But just looking at the Quran and the effect that the Quran has on mm. one mm. whilst, um, you know, in tarawih or whilst yes, um, yes. reciting it yourself. Indeed, a calming, calming effect. Calming and, effect, yes. um, You know, you said that the Quran is, is, is a remedy mm. for all illnesses mm. as yes. well, subhanallah. In fact, the, in fact, scientifically has been proven that the Taraweeh Salat is actually more the to help the body build muscle. You understand? <laughs> it's amazing. And you know what? I've, I've, been, I've been trying to figure out how. You understand? And, and, and I went through the motions of Salah. You understand? The Ruku stretches the muscles okay. the back. You understand? And when you stand up, coming up from the Sujood, coming up to the second Raka'ah, 
And what I've tried to practice now, instead of con continuously move from the shoulder right up, I sit a while and then stand up. It strengthens the thighs and the upper thighs and the, you know, and, and the calf muscles and all those kind of things. And it helps developing the muscle and also the, the ligaments on the movement of the, of the knee, you understand? Those kind of things become stiff. So with those kind of movement, it helps. So that also demands proper um, positioning, positioning in, 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 in the sala as well. So it becomes more relaxing for you yes. and you feel more, feel more energized after it because you've had a, 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 a like, like uh, yoga is, is more motions that you stretch and you pull and salad has, has got the same intention to pull the muscle and, and just to the, the, so the, 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 the uh, the stretchiness must be in the muscles, inshallah. Sheikh, just, you know, to touch on that this morning, just before the Fajr Adhan, we had this nice, you know, piece, uh, the clip playing as well, speaking about how you prostrate or how to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, how humble one should be, but also how important the posture is, because yes. just imagine you're going for an interview, mm. um, you know, um, and, and the big boss interviewing you, <coughs> mouth, um, you're dressed in your most beautiful clothing, um, you're not going to be slouting in a chair yes. when speaking to him, yes, or, you yes, know, yes. To, the posture in which you're going mm. to stand in front of him because you want to make an impression mm -hmm. and I think this is what you know one should be conscious of when you're yes, making yes, your salah yes, as yes, well yes, yes, yes. yeah the idea of prayer particularly in, in taraweeh we've got 20 raka'ats that you can now figure yourself out in terms of your relation with Allah subhanahu and I always say this you understand uh, one, when one stands before Allah you want to be in your best, your best attire you want to be in a best mindset and, and therefore I have a tendency to leave my phone at home you understand because I don't want to be disturbed because I've got an, a meeting and I've got a discussion and I've got an interaction and I've got a relationship and I want to give value to that relationship and you can't give value to it if you have something that will distract you in this regard we're referring to the phones or anything that is at home you understand so therefore it's important for us to isolate our minds and to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. Even when I was on Umrah now, I said to the Hujaj, whilst making tawaf, I said, listen, we're making tawaf, making salah all the time at home, and, and it's a long-distance connection with the Kaaba. But we must realize that the Kaaba is, is, is actually the connection to Allah's Arsh. So if the Kaaba is the connection to Allah's Arsh, our mission to come here for is to connect to the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the purpose of us is so that when we go home and we make salah over there, we've got the connection. So I said to him, listen, it's just figuratively, don't make it like in a term of like we're going to physically do this yes. thing. Just go to the Kaaba after you've made tawaf and go to the Mutazam and we've managed to do that very brilliantly this year. I, mean, I must thank Allah for that gift that Allah has given us. We, after our last shot and just before we made our two rakats at the Mutazam, no, at the Maqam Ibrahim, we walked over to the Multazam and we just, you know, cling on to it and we ask Allah, please let this be my connection to you, you understand? So that when we pray at home, we pray with that spiritual connection to the Kaaba. And that is what Ibadah is all about, is to strengthen the relation with you and your Allah. And therefore every second verse of instruction normally speaks about Taqwa, which speaks about your relation. You understand? And, 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 and life is, and that is what people sometimes forget, is about having a relation with the unseen. In this regard, we're starting with Allah. We can start with our Nabi, what we never saw. We can start with all the disease that is in the grave. We have to live in line with Him because we're going to get there. You understand? So everything that we're doing now, fasting, everything that we're doing by, by detoxing and all this, kind of, is to meet them in a good spirit. 
to, you know, and that's a dua with, with, that we make when we go to the maqbara. And we will be meeting you. But it must be in a good spirit. And yeah. we have like the ability to, to attain that kind of spirit. I mean, I mean, inshallah. Sheikh, on that note, and our listeners, we're going for an ad break. We'll be back right after this with the Friday Nasiha with Sheikh Kashif Daman. Friday Nasiha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed once again a warm welcome for this Friday Nasiha. We have the eminent Sheikh Kashif Damon in studio with us speaking about the health benefits of the month of Ramadan and touching on so many of the prophetic sayings as well as the verses from the Quran. Um, Sheikh, I'm going to give it over to you, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Abinasta'in Rabbi Sarahli Sadri wa Yasirli Amri wa Hilukadata Milisani of Kalkoli. Alhamdulillah, you know, it, it, whatever we're speaking of, um, it, it reminds me of the verse that Allah speaks in the Quran. He says, Now, this ayat is actually directly referring to the fact that Allah has given us allowance to eat and drink when we are traveling and sick. And therefore, the ayat says, Allah makes life easier for you. Uh, but the, holistically, if you look at the holistic understanding of the verse, we are now seeing that Ramadan, even the fasting, makes life's, life easier for you in terms of your health. And one of the actually benefits that they say is, is that, and this is what most people would love to say, think of or enjoy, is, is the fact that it reduces, it helps with weight loss. For some, inshallah. <laughs> some. Yeah, don't tell somebody that you picked up weight during Ramadan. Eh? <laughs> and what they say is because uh, it burns out, you know, it burns the fat that is around you, inshallah. They say it also helps with your sugar diabetes. It, it brings it down, do you understand? And, and, and so many other things. So it, it helps you in, in, into a certain situation in, in, your, in your health. It helps it easier to get to, to a le- level of good health. They say if you, are in, if you have inflammation in your body, it gets rid of the inflammation. Medically proven, it's, it gets rid of the inflammation. They say with that, it's not imp- They say why do people normally, do they lose weight? Because in the month of Ramadan, your tendency to eat properly is greater. In other words, you have more stronger... You consciously eat better. Yeah. You, you eat fruit. You will eat cooked food. You don't eat out very often. You understand? So you want to sit by a table. It, they say it strengthens family ties. You understand? It, 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 you know, it's so many other benefits that's coming through in terms of Ramadan being a month of fasting. But, but what you eat... Place, you know, our Nabi Zahm says, whatever you put in your stomach is the cause of your health or your sickness. So, in the month of Ramadan, people will eat more wisely. They will eat more dates. Even though date is sweet, but it hasn't got that kind of negative effect on your body, having so much of it. You understand? So, uh, they say it brings down your cholesterol level. You understand? Your blood cholesterol, it brings it totally down. It's sorted out for you. If you and therefore they say even it's, it's, it's a greater emphasis, they say. It's a greater recommendation for people after Ramadan to at least try to fast in between the weeks, inshallah. Maybe not. The sunnah is two days. The Monday is in the Thursdays. Thursdays. But if you can, if one of those two or both, inshallah, it will help a lot. And they say what that does to you is it kills cravings. And that is what's the problem. Because even though you crave at the before, your body will only crave for the things that it needs. So if you crave during the day of Ramadan, you might not even eat that thing at the end of the day. You understand? 
Or if you do eat that thing at the end of the day, it is what your body needs. But it kills overall craving. Like people will normally just eat a chocolate because they crave for it. If you fast, even out of Ramadan, it kills the cravings that you actually have and developed over the years, inshallah. Sheikh Kajwa, I'm not just wondering here, does that mean, you know, uh, that is what causes longevity as well? Because <coughs> if I look at my dad, he was one who fasted Mondays and Thursdays up until his old age, subhanAllah. And he was over 100 years old when he yes. passed on. And they, and they say, you know, it, it, it actually it actually allows you not to, we can't, you know, people, you live just healthier. You know, you live healthier and you enjoy life then better, inshallah. Because if you have cramps and pains and, yes. you know, you can't turn properly, then then you don't enjoy life. Sometimes people just wish that it must come to the end. Understand? So if you have a good life, inshallah, a healthy life, inshallah, then uh, eat uh, wisely and also try to fast more, inshallah. During, during your life, inshallah. Inshallah. On that note, I think we go for our next ad break. We will be back, inshallah, to our listeners. Um, do stay tuned with the clock at 10 to 11. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and a warm welcome to our Friday Nasiha with Sheikh Kashif Damon. And we're speaking about the health benefits of Ramadan. You must say that surname again, man. Why, Damon? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's saying Damon. It's not Damon, it's Damon. <laughs> Subhanallah. Indeed, I think it's because we grew up together, isn't it? So I, I should be pronouncing it correctly. Alhamdulillah. Um, Sheikh, over to you, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. So, just for the listeners' sake, inshallah, that in the month of Ramadan, inshallah, it's important for us to, with fasting, have a spiritual program. You understand? And with the spiritual program, it actually have an overall development of the individual. Uh, spiritual development allows you to to fight depression. You understand? It takes away your stress. Quranic recital do, does all those kind of good things to you, inshallah. With that spiritual program, with your tarawih sarat, is also a physical exercise to that, inshallah. With the Quranic recital, Synthesize you well and into in terms of your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what life is all about. Life is, is yes, we need to work and get monies to pay this bill and that bill. But ultimately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, That I did not put out any command out, of, out there for you. In other words, whatever you do, I'm fine with what you're doing. But what you must do is what I, I'm asking of you to do. And he says, is to mukhlisin, to fix your, your heart towards me, Allah. Mukhlisin alahuddin, to fix your heart and uh, make sure that your, your practice, your lifestyle, and the word deen is, is, is more to do with your lifestyle instead of what we think of religion. You see, your religious practices, your uh, things that you do religiously, whether it is habitual things, and it is not to do with sharia, those things must be sincere. If I s uh, have a friend and I shake his hand, that must be sincere. And that fix your heart. Mukhlisin ala huddina khunatha as an uprighteous person. Right? And with that you must pray and pay your zakat and and that is the right right deen. And just the paying of zakat or giving of charity. You know, Allah says in the Quran, Allah says and if you can manage in your life to commit yourself by giving, by giving, you know, by sharing, 
Do you understand? Then, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, then you will attain success. Because ultimately, whatever you have, your whole life, your whole existence, your face, your eyes, is to share with people. In other words, if I'm down, and because I have a friend, and then the friend will look at me with softness, will bring about, will bring about a lightness within my heart if I was uh, depressed or uncomfortable. So the principle of life is to have good relation and to have good understanding with one another. And the Quran and Ramadan, all these things allows that. Why? Because we are sharing what we, we what we what we're gonna have to eat at at at, at dinner. We're sharing that with those who might not have. And because of the sharing, it lightens the heart. And the fact that you know that by giving to somebody, you will not only feed that person with what the person needs to, to have for Bukha time, but you will also have the blessing, the blessings of sharing in reward with that person what he has earned through his fast. Or his goodness of the day. So, so all of this, Allah subhanahu wa nafsi. Whosoever does anything good, it is for you yourself. So whatever you do, always comes back to you in, 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 in a different way. And whether it is the comfort that you feel, or whether it is physically coming back in a gift, or somebody giving alleviation in the situation that you are in, it will come back. And if it doesn't come back in this dunya, it will come back in Akhirah. And in Akhirah, those who have fasted will be blessed with a door of Babur Rayyan through which they will enter into Jannah. And sometimes people think there's millions of people fasting and that Babur Rayyan <laughs> is going to be maybe uh, congested. You know, the, 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 the ulama try to explain the doors of Jannah. They try to explain the size of the doors of Jannah, they say it is They call it Hajar means the place of Hijrah. They say the doors of Makkah is wider than the distance between Makkah and Medina. And the distance in Makkah and Medina is 450 k's. You understand? Yes. And that is, that is how Allah will allow each and every fasting person to enter through the doors Inshallah of Babu Rayyan. <coughs> so ultimately, the principal idea is, and, and you have heard it many times, that ulama says that, that, that fasting is a madrasa. It teaches you new things. It teaches you how to appreciate life. It teaches you how to value the fact that people in this world might not even have food to eat at night. Whereas, alhamdulillah, to the kudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be going and we will be having food to eat, inshallah. So, in principle, in principle, the idea of, of, of Ramadan is, secondly, to feel what the needy is going through. Knowing that the needy might not even have food to eat, but we will have. So we will have about 12 hours of experiencing what they were going through or they are going through on a daily basis even outside Ramadan. So they might not have lunch, they might not have supper. Here in the month of Ramadan we can share whatever we have with them and now we also share the feeling of what they're going through 
for during the 12 hours whilst we are fasting, alhamdulillah. So the, the, the sadaqah that we are giving is cleaning our hearts, curing our hearts of stinginess. And Allah says, And those who can cure their hearts of stinginess, those are the people that will attain success in this world, inshallah. And ultimately your success in this world will pull over to the year after. And that is actually where ultimately no one will be able to benefit us. No one will be able to give us anything except the deeds that we have done in this earth. And our children will maybe be able to, to do good to us by cha- paying, giving charity in our names or doing good and say, um, this is what our father taught us and the good that they are doing is the good that will be living on in our grave and allowing us to get the benefits of that, inshallah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in His infinite mercy to accept the Ramadan of us, inshallah, and to embrace us with what we are offering. We, we are not fasting the way our Nabi Sallallahu is fasting. I mean, if you look at the time when the Quraysh had sanctions against our Nabi Sallallahu and they blocked him and they, they didn't allow people to trade with him, to sell things to them, to, to give them anything. They were blocked off in the area close to Mina and they, and, and they had to live and they had to live without food. And, and, and night and day, and our Nabi had to tie a stone to his stomach. And therefore, if you feel hunger pains, then just press your stomach a little bit in, inshallah. And hopefully you will feel what it felt like when our Nabi had to turn and tie a stone against. They say our Nabi had two stones tied into his belly, so that his belly can become smaller and not feel the hunger pains um, at that moment in time. And, 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 and they didn't have buka. Here we can still look forward to buka. So let us, inshallah, in our intention, say, let us feel what it is. And in Jamaat, I must say to the Jamaat, the listeners, that day is going quick. When, when, Asar, when Asar comes, the day is done. You still want to do this and that, and, and before two ticks, and the day is finished. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept, accept these short days of us as if we are fasting full. Sometimes in the summer, it was 16 hours. Accept it from us and, and, and make it work for us and make our Jannah beautiful through what we are. Amen. What we are sacrificing and, and, and going through during the month of Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah. You know, Sheikh, um, just, just to make mention also is that mm-hmm. um, on a Monday I have the Lady of Two Health in studio with me to give a health segment. And I asked her, you know, for her, what does Ramadan mean to her being a Christian person? Mm. Because she has a clientele that is Muslim as well. Mm-mm-mm. She says to me, you know what? Can the whole year not be the month, be uh, Ramadan? Because from her perspective, she says, I benefit greatly from it as well. Because I see smiling faces more. Mm. People are being more pleasant, more mm. patient. Mm. Um, it's just an extremely different atmosphere. Mm, 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 mm. Now, if somebody who is non-Muslim can, can, can give make that description. Yeah. Indeed. And our Nabi said it. Our Nabi says, Ramadan. <laughs> If people had to know the blessings that is in the month of Ramadan, then people would wish that the whole year is Ramadan. And it's so beautifully said, alhamdulillah. So, so it changes your character, it changes your perspective, your outlook in life. It, it, you know, it, make, it makes you realize that you can only eat so much, you can only live with so much. So if you don't need it, give it away. Give it away. And, and I mean, people give charity more in the month of Ramadan. This, that truly, and I can say this, that Cape Town particularly, you understand, 
We don't have, I mean, life is a bit tight here. Yeah. I mean, people are looking at the depression. The economy, that's indeed. I, yeah. But we are giving. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the moment you start giving, it keeps away calamities. It keeps away calamities. In the prophetic saying has been said that our Nabi Sallallahu was asked once by a Sahabi, he was asked, hajar? He says something harder and stronger than stone. So this, our Nabi says, yes, it's iron. You can break stone. Yes. So then they ask, is there something harder than iron? And stronger than iron? Our Nabi says, yes, fire. If you heat it up enough, it will melt. Then they ask, is something hard, uh, stronger than fire? Then he says, water. If you throw it over the fire, it is dead. Then he asks something stronger than water. Then he says, wind. If you, it takes the, the water wherever you want to send it. And then our Nabi asks, the Sahabi asks our Nabi, something so stronger than wind. And our Nabi says, yes. It's a charity of a, a person given with the right hand and the left hand doesn't even, uh, is no not even it. aware of, 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 of the gift that he has given. So that is actually what charity does. It loves difficulties, it loves poverty, it loves um, uh, calamities, you know, it's, uh, uh, earth, earthquakes and, 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 and tornadoes and floods and drought it, it it takes all those things away so in essence what what Sheikh is saying is that the charity is not just you helping somebody else but it's actually, actually you're helping yourself it's helping yourself creating a safe environment <laughs> through charity they say you know uh, it uh, that ramadan uh, fasting it it actually enhances it it, it actually reduces your cholesterol uh, by eight percent it reduces cholesterol by eight percent can you imagine that and um uh, the medical term is too, too heavy to, for me to pronounce, <laughs> you understand? But it, 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 there's another good cholesterol that it produces more than 30%. It, it, it takes away the bad cholesterol by 8% and it brings along 30% more good cholesterol in your body. And that is why doctors require you to fast before they do a cholesterol test. Khalas, <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so they can get the accurate reading, inshallah. Um, Sheikh, I love the fact that you mentioned fasting and not saying just the month of Ramadan because mm. fasting can be done out of, outside of the month of Ramadan as well and can also have these benefits. So, mm. um, you know, practicing fasting makes one feel even closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, more conscious. Yeah. You mentioned earlier on that um, a hungry man is an angry man. Mm. But we know when we're fasting, we do, it, we do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So and, so and indeed, and we're so much conscious of what we do you know, during the day that we're fasting. And we're even conscious of how we're doing it. You know, we, 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 how we respond to things, we think about it. We're yes. not just, uh, uh, you know, radically in responding to things. We, we are conscious of what we are saying. We are conscious of what you're doing. Uh, I mean, uh, people say, listen, we're not going to watch TV during the month of Ramadan. We're conscious of not watching TV. I mean, it's a challenge because you free time, you're sitting and you're waiting. Uh, my son, uh, 10 years old, 11 years old, Daddy, how much still, how much time <laughs> 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 because because you want past time, so yes. uh, we 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 sacrificing those things. And Allah says in the Quran, that you will not attain good of what you do except if you do sacrifice the things that you love the most. So that is good. If you love TV, if you love running, if you love this, sacrifice it for the month of Ramadan. You will see when you come back, inshallah, after Ramadan, you'll get more benefit out of those things at the end of the day. And you will control those things better afterwards because you have exercised a sense of discipline and control over those things 
that is normally part of your life inshallah so month of ramadan yes it's it's a normal day i try to have a normal <laughs> life but i'm doing abnormal things you understand and how abnormal abnormal in terms of i intensify you should be intensifying your spiritual program abnormally in the month of ramadan and whether it is by reciting more quran or what is it by making dikrullah when you're driving instead of listening to whatever radio program that I'm using, listening to uh, a station other than, for example, our Islamic station, you know, or listening to Quranic series, that's also a plus. If you can't recite, listen to those because I have known of, of people that have memorized the whole Quran just by, by listening, listening to it. Subhanallah. You know, that is, that is a blessing. And that is what the, what, what the thing is. I always say to myself, you know, how important is for people to become Hafiz? Is half is only for certain people? I say, important, number one. If you can't see anymore, you can still recite out of memory. SubhanAllah, true. You understand? And I had an uncle that lost his sight, you understand? And he's, if I always think of him when I, when I think about this. And when he started losing his eyesight at, through a sickness called glaucoma, he said to me, there's one wish that I have. I want to become half is. So I said, why? So he says, at least when I'm half, I can still continue to read the Quran without seeing because I now I can see, I can read still. That's so he, he made effort and he recited and he recited and he recited and alhamdulillah. I don't know if he did complete the Quran before he died. He's passed on now. May Allah put nur in his kabul. But what I'm saying here is that should be our mission because everything deteriorates in your life. Your speech goes, your smelling goes, your hearing goes, your eyesight goes. So make that our mission. Let's start learning ayah by ayah. So say, God forbid, Allah forbid. It, I hope it's not going to happen to any one of us. But if it does happen, I don't have to stop reciting Quran. I don't have to stop reciting Quran because it's here in my heart. You understand? And that is why Quran is so important. Allah says in the Quran, إِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنِ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Allah says, if you find out, if you hear of a place where the Quran is going to be recited, then listen to it. Go and listen to it. Why? Because through listening alone, you will get rahmah in your heart. And that is what lacks. People don't have mercy for each other. They don't have regard. Mercy, lack of mercy means lack of regard. The reason why I uh, have mercy to anybody, I have mercy to anyone is because he regards that person. So if you don't respect people, which means you don't have mercy to, for people, you understand? And respect you shouldn't have just because people have money or they dress well. You must respect people because they are the creation of Allah. Whether they are a believer the way you believe or they are a believer other than you believe, we cannot say who is a true believer except Allah can say that. And on that note, Sheikh, I think we go for our next um, ad break. We'll be back right after this. Listeners, stay tuned. I mean. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and once again a warm welcome to our Nasiha program with Sheikh Kashif Damon speaking about the health benefits of Ramadan and Sheikh had to aptly mention about you know the fasting um, cholesterol the doctors take as well so which means fasting is um, you know good for prior testing as well for medical conditions. Um, Sheikh that is not all and we're looking at the many other benefits because indeed we have many organs and you know you'd find people saying or the doctor um, telling you that eight glasses of water per day. So what do you do during the month of Ramadan? You're not going to drink that 
that water while yeah. fasting, but you're going to know how to pace yourself yes, because yes. the kidney needs to, um, you know, to work as well to a certain extent. But every organ depends on certain things yeah, yeah. in the body and how it is being fed as well. Because of the less intake of water, it helps the body to recover from whatever it needs. And also it helps the body function properly in order to make that adjustment to the less water that it gets, as you said. Understand? Because our, 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 our whole body in its totality has got a, has got a kind of a program that it runs on by itself. It, it, it reads and it, and it responds. Now what happens is if you are eating too much, then your body react to that. If you're eating too less, your body react to that. You understand? So the doctors, even the dietitians, they say, you can eat more but less. You understand? They say eat more but less. In other words, eat more times but less food. Yes. Small that meals. sends a signal to the body to say that you're going to get food every two and a half hours. Knowingly that the body must get rid of the food that's already in you. So then it takes... it gets rid of all those food but the most important thing is what you eat and therefore um, my, my next thing that I want to encourage our listeners to, to do is is if you ha if you have developed a good habit during the month of Ramadan that you feel helped you then jot it down and stick to that habit because that can also allow you then to have a good habit after Ramadan and 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 a good habit is the home cook meals that we have been eating during the month of Ramadan, not the takeouts and, uh, you know, those processed foods that is, Allah knows best what is in there, but <laughs> nonetheless it is on the market. Mm -hmm. And then you, we, we consuming it and at the end of the day, it's got all kind of, of, of uh, you know, side effects on us. You know what, one of the, the places that you buy, some people are buying those processed foods from, or, you know, I say if you take the, the tray that you're buying your food in, and you take this a piece of paper in there. Yes. If you turn the paper around, they will tell exactly how much calories and how much fat and how much of whatever you're putting into your body. But we still enjoy it. You understand? It and we, st we still <coughs> go for it. Muffin, we still upsize it from time to time, yes. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> take a double burger. <laughs> but what I want to say here is, inshallah, if you have developed a good habit, for example, um, um, we've developed the habit of having the first thing in the morning a glass of water, for example. Then implement that in your day-to-day -day life after Ramadan. If you have broken your fast with a date in a glass of water first, then carry on with that habit by eating or drinking a glass of water before you eat. You understand? They say it's very good to drink two glasses of water before an half an hour before you take your meal. You understand? Just to clean up the passage and stuff, because so that your your body can function properly. Um, if you have chewed your pro your food properly, for example, people have a tendency just to swallow. The the biggest problem today is people just want to swallow. They don't want to chew it. Chew your food properly, it gives less work for the stomach. You understand? So by the time when the food gets into the stomach, it's already fine, and then it just takes it to the track. You understand? And it goes where we need to go. And and those kind of habits. Implement those habits now more after Ramadan so that you can have a healthier year, inshallah. And that is actually what causes people to clog up. You know, in fact, I've read also one of the biggest, biggest, biggest benefits of Ramadan is it is reducing clogging. If you fast, sorry, not Ramadan, fasting. If you fast often, it reduces clogging. And clogging, blood clots. Yes. If it happens in your, in your veins, 
What happens? It can go sit into your heart or go block your brain somewhere and then you sit with a stroke. So it reduces clogging. You understand? So if if it's it's to your own benefit, like you said, it only comes back to yourself. Who's gonna who's gonna enjoy it? It's me. There's, I spoke to somebody the other day. He's a big businessman. He's a conglomerate. He's so rich. You understand? He's got a warehouse that is a lot of but it's so big. He said to me, "Sir, make dua for my mom." So I said, "I will make dua for your mom." Gave me the name also. And uh, I, he said to me, "You know what? You can have all the money in the world, but if you're not healthy, your money can't buy health." Subhanallah. You understand? So make dua that Allah must grant him good health. You understand? But also. Mm. Your good health is what you take in your hand yes. and you put into your stomach. And how you say no and when you say no. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And that is also self-constraints. And that's what Ramadan teaches us. Imagine from, from the morning Fajr to Maghrib, you can say no to food. Nobody's, nobody sees you. It, it, it doesn't matter how appetizing that food looks. I don't want. Sorry. Shukran. Yes. And I'll keep it for Bukha time. Intent to amount, you won't even eat it at Bukat time, understand? But the idea is self-constraints. You say no, you resist. But if it's not out of Ramadan and that minute to come past you, hey, you understand? Get me also one, you understand? And that's the response. So continue that good habit by saying no. You understand? Saying no to food. And particularly if you had something and the thing just looked nice, you would say, some people they eat for the barakah. <laughs> that that that's huge. <laughs> so I know. Uh, you understand? And I always say, you know, your your your, your skin, your, your particularly your stomach is like a, it's like it's 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 got uh, it's like elastic. It stretches. Stretches. And the more you put in there, the more it stretches. And sometimes it's so stretched, then it demands you to put more stuff to fill that gap. So we must reduce the stretching and make it shrink, inshallah, Amen. so that you can put less in there, inshallah. Well, grant us understanding, inshallah. Amen. Amen. Just before we go for the next ad break, we have one that says, Salam, Sheikh, our ulama always ma uh, managed to make me cry, even when I sit behind my desk. Shukran so much for the nasiha. May Allah reward you, inshallah. Amen. We go for ad, stay tuned. Amen, amen. <laughs> Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and a warm welcome with just six minutes left into our Nasiha program with Sheikh Kashif Damon uh, speaking about the health benefits of Ramadan and also I think we'll be closing this uh, this uh, morning to also make a dua on all those who are sick and also we the won't. deceased inshallah Sheikh. Yeah. Um, so you know before we reach there uh, being sick and um, uh, before our demise let's, let's speak about how healthy we should live and especially the <laughs> benefits of the month of Ramadan inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Jamaat uh, Muslimin, beloved brothers and sisters. Yeah, the important thing in life is, you know, um, that uh, they say, in, in fact, in all aspects of a person's existence, they say it's life is about management. They say you can even manage the way you feel. And you can even manage the way people make you feel. If somebody tells you you're fat, then you feel depressed. Who was the cause of depression? Because he told you you're fat. Or because you Realized. have understood it wrong. <laughs> you understand? So if somebody say you're fat, it means you are prospering in life. You understand? <laughs> because you have enough to eat. So it's a, just a different way of looking at it. So the idea of life is how you manage whatever comes to you. So whether you have a, a, a thought coming to you from another person, how you manage that thought. 
Whether it's a plate of food is coming to you, it's how you manage that plate of food. So you said, okay, this is good, and that is good, so I'll take from what is good in the plate or on the table that is before you. And, um, and that is what life is all about. How you look at things, how you listening. And that is actually what the problem is of today. The problem of, of today's the reason why people have marital problems, the we, reason why people have imamat problems is the community didn't learn how to listen to what the person is saying. So they, when the imam is saying or the husband is saying something, they, they take it personally. It's an idea. Think about it. And if you don't like it, check it out to the door or delete it. You understand? If it's a fact, if it's a prophetic fact, then you can't chuck it out of the door. But you can, you can keep it there until you, you're ready to practice it. Because not all the things was practiced by the companions on day one. You understand? They learned with it through life to live with these things. Because all of them, they, did, they weren't used to the teachings of Islam. They, they became Muslim as, as, as we were born in the life. You understand? So the idea that I want to bring across, inshallah, is your choices that you make is the reason why you are in the situation that you're in. Whether it is to do with your health, whether it is to do with your mindset, your stress levels, or whether you made the wrong choices at the right or the wrong time. So change those choices and decide make, to, say, to say, make the right choices. Listen, because it, at one time, choices will be made for you. And then when Malaka Mount knocks on your door, then he will choose Uncle, it's time for you to go. Then you can't say no. Now you say, okay, I, I, I'm ready. Or mm, I'm not ready yet. So you will have to make that. Uh, Malaka Mot will make, you will have to make choices now. So that the time when Malaka Mot comes, you are ready to make the right choice. Or accept what his choice is. And that is his choice is to take you and not even ask you whether he can take you. So the ultimate idea is, inshallah, to live healthy. I'm not saying you shouldn't run in the month of Ramadan. I want to rectify that because my colleagues are all running, inshallah. <laughs> what I'm saying here is, uh, you should be very active in your life right through, inshallah. Um, I know those that's running, they're not running the normal speed that they're normally running because they, they, they're pacing themselves down. And also they're not running during the day. There's some of them are running at night, inshallah, which is all in good faith. Uh, but the idea is, inshallah, that... The principal message of, of Ramadan is to live a healthy life. And a healthy life is based on your decision. And it doesn't mean it's only in running, it's in cycling, it's in swimming, and it's in uh, various other things. And in this regard, the one additional form of exercise, sorry to take it now as an exercise, it's a spiritual exercise as well, is to make salah. And salah is actually to strengthen the bondage and the connection with you and your Creator. And may Allah allow us to get that through our, our, our tarawih. The word tarawih mm. <coughs> or tarawiha is, you know, to relaxingly do things. Do you understand? So uh, that is what I feel I want to find in my tarawih. When I stand behind an, a person, he must recite and he must, he must put me in a different mode of relaxation. You know, I just want to listen and he recites the Quran. Alhamdulillah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. He must put me in that mode, you understand? And I mustn't feel tired. I must feel relaxed. It must have a calming effect on the body That's and soul. You understand? And, and you must feel refreshed after every two rakats. And they say, you know, take a breather in between. Therefore, we bust the pujis. Yes. 
I just want to let the people know it's not a bidah to buy the pujis. You know, it's just a refresher. You know, like you're punching a refresh on the computer. That is the, 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 the tool to break in between. Inshallah, may Allah grant us tawfiq. Inshallah. We will definitely make dua for make all, dua, all the sick, inshallah. And all those who have passed away, I just want to mention those people that has donated to our function. Uh, inshallah, I want to make dua for them, for their parents. Uh, I can remember one Tahira and uh, Abida that has passed away also in Kangriga. May Allah grant them Nur in the Kubur and all those who have passed on and all those Amen. who are sick. Um, may Allah grant them health, good health, and, and for all of us that's uh, also still alive, inshallah. Fatiha. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شفنا بأمور السنين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه جمعين اللهم اشفي مرضانا وارحم موتانا يا رب الناس مذ بالبأس اشفي أنت شافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر ساقما نسأل الله الكريم رب العرش العظيم يشفينا ويشفي مرضى المسلمين يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر لجميع موتى المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية ولنبيك بالرسالة وماتوا على ذلك اللهم اجعل قبرهم روضة مريض جدان ولا تجعل قبرهم خفرة من خفر النيران اللهم تقبل منا صلاتنا وصيامنا وقيامنا وركوعنا وسجودنا وتسبيحنا وتحليلنا ولا ترد علينا إنك سميع الدعاء ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا من برار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولمشايخنا ولجميع المسلمين أجمعين يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين شكرا شيخ كاشف دامن all the success and barakah إن شاء الله and a safe journey to the masjid for the Jumu'ah إن شاء الله شكرا بارك الله فيك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وعليكم السلام